Section 24. This and that and the other. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This and that and the other by Hilaire Belloc. Section 24. Chapter 22. Some Letters of Shakespeare's Time. From Lord Mulberry to his sister, Mrs. Blake. My dear Victoria, yes, by all means, tell your young friend Mr. Shakespeare that he can come to Paxton on Saturday. As you say that he can't get away until the later train, I will have Perkins meet him from the village. I don't suppose he rides, but I can't mount him anyhow. I hope there is no trouble about church on Sunday. From Mrs. Myers to Lady Clogg one thing i am looking forward to dear is this little coon shakespeare victoria told me about him she says sometimes he will play and sometimes he won't play but she says he is quite in harness just now it seems that sometimes he talks all of a sudden and one can get him to sing anyhow i do want to see what he's like the rest of this letter is about other matters from messrs hornbull and sons to william shakespeare esq sir we have now sent in our account three times and the last time with a pressing recommendation that you should settle it but you have not honoured us by any reply we regret to inform you that if we do not receive a cheque by wednesday the twenty-second instant we shall be compelled to put the matter into other hands from john shakespeare to his mother mrs shakespeare dearest mamma i am afraid billy really can't pay that money this week he was awfully apologetic about it and i gave him a good talking to but if he hasn't got it he hasn't after all it isn't absolutely necessary until the thirtieth from jonathan true love esq to william shakespeare esq dear old chap i am going to do something very unconventional but we know each other well enough i think can you let me have the five pounds i lent you two years ago i have to get in every penny i can this week suddenly if you can't don't bother to answer i'm not going to press you from sir henry portman attorney-general to the secretary of the crown prosecutor dear jim no i can't manage to get round to the ritz this evening mary says that she wants johnny to leave dresden what inconceivable rubbish why can't she let him stay where he is you might as well drown yourself as leave dresden what on earth could it lead to by the way do choke off that silly ass bates if he is still worrying about shakespeare no one wants anything done and number one would be awfully angry if there was a prosecution rather than allow it i'd find the money myself yours h p from james jevons and company publisher to william shakespeare esq dear sir our attention has been called to your work by our correspondent in edinburgh and he asks us whether we think you could see your way to something dealing with scottish history he does not want it cast in the form of a play for which he says there will be no sale with the scottish public seeing the exceedingly english cast of your work but if you could throw it into a ballad form he thinks something could be done with it of course such things can never be remunerative at first the edinburgh firm for whom he writes proposed to buy sheets 
at four and a half or five pence, and to give a royalty of ten percent to be equally divided between our firm and yourself. They could not go beyond five hundred copies for the first edition. It may be worth your while, in spite of the trifling remuneration, to consider this offer in order to secure copyright and to prevent any pirating of future editions in Scotland. Pray advise, we are your obedient servant, James Jevons and Company. From Messrs. Firelight, Agents to William Shakespeare, Esquire. Dear Mr. Shakespeare, we have had a proposal from Messrs. Capon in the matter of your collected poems. As you know, verse is not just now much in demand with the public, and they could not manage in advance on royalties. They propose ten percent on a five-shilling book after the first two hundred and fifty copies sold. The honorarium is, of course, purely nominal, but it might lead to more business later on. Could you let us know your views upon the matter? Very faithfully yours, Pro Firelight and Company. From Clarence de Vere Chimondely to William Shakespeare, Esquire. Dear Sir, Having certain sums free for investment, I am prepared to lend, not as a money lender, but as a private banker, sums from ten pounds to fifty thousand pounds on note of hand alone, without security. No business done with minors. Very faithfully yours, Clarence de Vere Chimondely. From William Shakespeare to Sir John Flowless scribbled hastily in pencil. I will try and come if I can, but it's something awful. I only got my proofs read by two o'clock in the night. I had to do my article for the owl before ten this morning. Then I have to go and meet the Church Defense League people on my way to the station, and catch a train to a place where Mrs. Blake wants me to go somewhere in the Midlands, about five. I think I can look in on my way to the station. That man you asked me to see about the brandy is a fraud. Would you, like a good fellow, tell Charlie not to forget to mention in his article that Hamlet will only be played on Tuesdays and Fridays in the afternoon matinees? Don't forget this, because people want to know when it is going to be. There was a very good notice in the jumper. I do feel so ill. W.S. From S. Jennings, Secretary to George Montebank, Esquire. Dear Sir, Mr. Shakespeare is at present away from home, and will return upon Thursday, when I will immediately lay your manuscript before him. I am very faithfully yours, S. Jennings, Secretary. Mr. Mustwright of Warwick, to William Shakespeare, Esquire. Dear Mr. Shakespeare, I have never met you, and perhaps you will think it is a great impertinence on my part to be writing as I do. But I must write to tell you the deep and sincere pleasure I have received from your little brochure, Venus and Adonis which the Reverend William Clark, our clergyman, lent me only yesterday. I read it through at a sitting, and I could not rest until I had written to tell you the profound spiritual consolation I derived from its perusal. I am, dear Mr. Shakespeare, very much your admirer, George Mustwright. To William Shakespeare, Esquire, unsigned and written in capital letters rather irregularly. No doubt you think yourself a fine fellow and the friend of the working man, I don't think. Some of us know more about you than you think we do. I heard you at the Queen's Hall, and you made me sick. You aren't fit to black the boots of the man you talked against. To William Shakespeare, Esquire, O.H.M.S., Printed. Sir, 
in pursuance with the provisions of her majesty's benevolent act you are hereby required to prepare a true and correct statement of your emoluments from all forms in writing literary income duly signed by you within twenty-one days from this date if however you elect to be assessed by the district commissioners under a number or a letter and c and c and c from the earl of essex to william shakespeare esq lithograph dear sir i have undertaken to act as chairman this year of the annual dinner of the league for the support of insufficiently talented dramatic authors you are doubtless acquainted with the admirable objects c at c i hope i may see your name among the stewards whose position is purely honorary and is granted upon payment of five guineas at c at c this laudable at c at c very faithfully yours essex from mrs parkinson to william shakespeare esq dear mr shakespeare can you come and talk for our destitute pickpockets association on thursday the eighteenth i know you are a very busy man but i always find it is the most busy men who somehow manage to find time for charitable objects if you could manage to do so i would send my motor round for you to pillsbury row and it would take you out to rickmansworth where the meeting is to be i am afraid it cannot take you back but there is a convenient train at twenty minutes to eight which gets you into london a little after nine for dinner or if that is too late you might catch the six-thirty which gets you in at eight fifteen only that will be rather a rush my daughter tells me how much she admired your play macduff and very much wants to see you from the duchess of dump to william shakespeare esq dear mr shakespeare i want to ask you a really great favour could you come to my animals ball on the fourth of june dressed up as a gorilla i do hope you can we have to tell people what costumes they are to wear for fear they should duplicate now don't say no it's years since we met last february wasn't it yours ever caroline dump printed on blue paper with the royal arms in the name of the queen's grace oyez whereas there has appeared before us henry holt the commissioner of the queen's and c and c and whereas the said henry holt maketh deposition that he has against you in writing william shakespeare a claim for the sum in writing of pound twenty-seven two shilling one pence we now hereby notify you that you are summoned to appear before us at c at c upon in writing wednesday the twenty-fifth of may in the year of our lord in writing sixteen o one given under the common seal this in writing second day of may sixteen o one henry holt a commissioner of the queen at sea at sea the end of section twenty four the end of chapter twenty two